I can remember the names of all my elementary school teachers. In kindergarten was Miss Kerr. Grade one, and now going upwards, was Miss Pinter, Miss Zach, Mrs. Bowden, Mr. A, which was short for Augustinic, Ms. Hart, which was grade five in the fifth grade speech contest episode. Grade six was Mrs. Karens, seven was Mrs. Foley, and eight was Miss Giulianelli. Apparently, not many people from my elementary school have this skill. So I'm often the go-to person. They're like, what was the name of this person? I will often remember not only their last names, but like their full names too. I don't know why, either I have this incredible memory or I was just obsessed with these people. Both can possibly be true. But being in the Canadian school, for those of you who do not go to Canadian schools, um, we had French teachers in elementary school, which were people that would basically travel from classroom to classroom with their little books and their binders and their tape recorders and would teach like one period of French because usually the, the main teachers didn't know how to teach French. They could all speak it, but they really couldn't teach it. So these people would would travel. And we had three of them to my rec recollection. Monsieur Bissol, Madame Duraco, and Monsieur Reutner. Now, Madame Duraco, I only realized years and years and years later was like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life, but I was too young at the time. I was just like, Ugh, girls are gross and weird. And then years later, we're in high school sitting around and then we're like, oh my God, wasn't? And we're like, yeah, how did we not? And she was just like, we thought she was weird. We thought she dressed weird, but she had just high fashion and we had zero concept of what that meant. Anyway, enough about her. I want to talk about Monsieur Reutner, who is often also sometimes known as Mr. Reutner, because in addition to being the French teacher, he was also the gym teacher. And like, what a strange man. I used to just traveling from classroom to classroom, either teaching you another language, the language of romance, or making you run around the gym. Now I realize when he went to uh, teacher's college, he had two subjects he could major in, and he thought, oh, what the hell? These will cover a lot of ground. People don't like teaching gym or French, and I'll do this, and I'll get a lot of work. So it's smart in hindsight, but I was always like, what a strange man. He was very dad-like, to my recollection, like always wore khaki pants, that kind of like, ooh, look, a pair of deck shoes, that kind of dad quality not not a father figure to me he was you know dad mode was turned all the way up and i was incredibly i was fascinated by the man i don't really know what else to say um because you know sometimes we we get him twice a day and here he is and he's taking us through the the uh, our father because it was a also a catholic school so we would have to pray in french and then he would, you know, an hour later, we'd be playing floor hockey and he'd have a whistle. And it was, what an incredibly weird man. One time I did get in trouble by him. I went, I was very young, second grade, third grade. And I had gone to the Hockey Hall of Fame the week before, the weekend before or something. And he said, oh, did you have a good time? Did you see my name on the Stanley Cup? 
And I replied, the Stanley Cup of Geeks. And <laughs> that's how young I was, that geek was a heavy insult. And he immediately sent me to the office. That was a little too much play for him. I tested his boundaries that day. But nevertheless, he was a strange person. He was always involved in, they call them intramurals. So like extracurricular kind of sports. He loved obscure sports like European handball, which is a very silly sport with very obscure rules. It's like handball. It's like rugby. It's like boring basketball. It's a horrible, never, never play it. But he also did track and field and cross country. Like he always, always ran those. He had a passion for running, I guess. And cross country, I mean, what kind of person runs cross country? How do you say to a kid, hey, you know what you would be good at? Running for three hours straight in a jogging-like fashion. You And you may win, you may not. You may have to go through three hours and then you won't win, whatever. And I used to think, oh, you know, what a weird person. But now I'm like, that is so sweet of him because none of the other teachers there would have done the track and field or the cross country. Big on the cross country, he would pick out people he thought were good at running and try to convince them to run because he cared about the team. But kids don't want to run like that. So he used to try to convince them, used to kind of sell people on it. And they never would come up to the meet or the trials or whatever it is. And he always had a pencil behind his ear. And he had this catchphrase, as some teachers often do. If you look back, you'll realize a bunch of your elementary school teachers had these little catchphrases. They're little routines. They use them maybe the first time they taught and it worked well. So they use it every year since. And it becomes their little signature. And his, he liked to call everybody Guy. Now, I, I don't know if you, you can't do that anymore. He meant it in an informal sense. And now I realized he called people Guy because he was traveling from class to class so quickly that he would probably constantly forget people's names. So it was easier for him to say, hey, Guy, what's going on here? Uh, what's the matter, Guy? What are we doing? That's my Mr. Reutner impression. And then if you disappointed him, he's double catchphrase, like the big, big one, the go home, the getter done was I, I, I guy. So I used to do this impression of him in school. This is how obsessed we were with him. And this is him um, coming. Like, let's say he had the cross country meet. Nobody showed up. And the next day he's now cornering these kids trying to figure out, you know, why they didn't show up. Michael guy cross country. Where were you? And then Michael just, you know, sits nothing. Cause you don't want to tell him, listen, man, I don't want to fucking run for three hours. And then he goes, he would lick his thumb before he turns the page and, and pulls the pencil out of his ear, lick his thumb and go, ay, 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 guy. And that was just like, that was his chef's kiss catchphrase, Mr. Reutner. Just, it's beautiful. And I used to laugh about him so much. And we used to do, not even in a mocking sense, but the same way like when you watched Borat and then you couldn't stop doing Borat. I hope that makes sense. I don't want to sound like I'm disparaging the guy. I did say his, his name on here. So what is he going to do, sue me? I'm not saying I'm not disparaging him. I'm convincing myself. I'm not putting myself on trial that I'm not disparaging. No, 
I really, really did enjoy this person, as did my friends. And we would do the impression of him all the time because it was very distinct. And then I remember seventh grade, eighth grade, we were at the movies, my friends and I, and we saw him with his family. And I mean, great, wonderful, seemed like a lovely father and husband and whatever, but I was so disappointed because it just colored in parts of him that I didn't want to know because what I had in my head was a guy with a pencil behind his ear that just said, I, I, I guy all the time. And I didn't want to think about his home life. I didn't want to know that he does anything else except what I know him for. He was a celebrity to me in that sense. So I was very upset about that. Years go by. Every time I see friends from elementary school, at an, you know, for an extended period of time, the conversation will wander towards Mr. Reutner. Sometimes Monsieur Reutner. Oh yeah, let me point that out. When he did his French class, you had to call him Monsieur Reutner. When he did his gym class, he was Mr. Reutner. You could not confuse the two, or else you would be corrected. That was serious shit. That was a slap in his face. <laughs> You know, in my in my home, you call me one thing. In my office, you call me something else. When we are running around doing floor hockey, you can call me Mr. Reutner. But we are when we are in la maison, la l'école, you call me Monsieur Reutner. That's how good I am at French. That it took me a minute to figure out how to say school. Years go by, always bring them up. Never left my brain, as many of these teachers have not. And the joy of remembering their names is that you can look them up online. That's the best. Madame DiRocco seems to be involved in some sort of Italian film festival now. Very cool. It's nice to look up these people and go, oh my God, there they are. So far, I haven't come up on anyone who's died or is under tragic circumstances, which is good. Makes me happy. I looked up Mr. Reutner, who I have friends who are teachers now, and they said they saw him at different schools and, you know, whatever. So I know he still existed. Meanwhile, he always felt like really older to me because it was dad like. Meanwhile, he's probably the same age I'm now. Just people stop wearing khaki pants that much. I looked him up, typed in his name, and I'm not finding too much. I'm finding there's like a, a kid from Ecuador who has the same name and an Instagram that keeps popping up. This is what I'm getting. So I'm very dejected in that sense. I'm like, ah, I'm getting nothing here. And then I find, I just click on images because sometimes that's a, that's an easier way in because you'll obviously recognize a person. And I found this beautiful, beautiful portrait of Mr. Reutner. And he's wearing this polo and it's turquoise with like pastel stripes. And he's standing just in a field. There's grass behind him. There's a big blue sky. And he really, this portrait is incredible. He looks exactly like how I remembered him. And that, the shirt he's wearing is like the perfect kind of Mr. Reutner. If I was going to be Mr. Reutner for Halloween, this is how I would want to look. It's perfect. So I'm reading. And of course, you know, who the hell would be painting portraits of, of my French slash gym teacher? from so long ago. And it turns out it's his father and it's his father's website. And his father was an artist who is now passed away according to the website. And 
was a classically trained artist and made his living painting movie sets and TV sets. I think this stuff at the CBC. I was reading his biography, which is fascinating. Like back in the old days, you know, those old movie sets that were like incredibly inaccurate, but yet still beautiful. It was a reality unto themselves. He did those. Very, very fascinating. And he painted this for his son. And the caption says, oh, it's oil on canvas. It's 40.6 centimeters by 30.4 centimeters from 2011. And it says, our son, a teacher, in his spare time, sportive, comma, bird watcher. So, two things are possible here. Because I'm hedging maybe this guy doesn't know how to use the comma. He's either sportive, which he is because he teaches gym and he's athletic and he likes to run long distances, and is also a bird watcher, or he's a competitive bird watcher. Regardless, either combination fills me with so much joy. And then it says it was gifted, meaning I'm sure he gave it to his son. Why would you paint a picture of your son and then give it to somebody else, right? I love it. It's it's high res. I want to see if I can make a big print of it and put it up or give it to somebody as a gift. It's the one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen because it's exactly how I remember my childhood being. Do you know what I'm saying? It, I just look at it and I go, this was what I remember. And I don't want to know the, the family man or what he does with his life or any disappointments. I want a man in a pastel polo standing in a field, maybe watching birds, maybe waiting for kids to show up to run cross country in the heat for three hours. This is Mr. Reutner to me. This is Monsieur Reutner to me. This is my childhood in one beautiful picture. I'm completely, completely obsessed with this thing. And you know what? Maybe Mr. Reutner is listening to this and I, you know what? If he's listening to this, don't contact me. I don't wanna know anything about you. You have my love. Thank you for everything. You're amazing. Do not say another word to me because I do not want you to ruin this perfect image of my childhood. So, with a wistful heart, Mr. and Monsieur, I solemnly say, aye, 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 guy. This has been more content with RJ City.